0: This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrell. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to
1: be heard. To listen and where they're held accountable. This is
0: South Coast Tonight on WBSM.
2: coast tonight third and final hour of the evening 508-996-0500 is how you can get on and um you can also message us on the wbsm app chat you go to the app you go to click on messages you can send us a message and we'll read it over the air 508-996-0500 chris and i were talking about happy hour you all wanted to talk about that as well and it was, it's, um, so State Senator Julian Sear from Truro, so he represents the outer Cape area down to Barnstable and the islands. And he, he basically, he sponsored a bill um, that uh, is, that could bring back happy hour. And basically what Chris, what you said is it allows. and you've got a column about this on WBSM, it allows everybody to opt in in each uh, town, right? Right.
3: I like that. I like that. That's a, that's a key piece to it, I think. Yeah. Because I, I think that <clears throat> what they're going to do in Boston, say, for, if they're allowed, if this bill passes, is different than what they're going to do say in Lakeville or Fairhaven you know, or Provincetown, where like Julian Sears representing, right? right. right yeah, because as Julian pointed out in the conversation, that he said, "Look, people in Provincetown walk." oh they, yeah. they do ubers right oh you can't drive there right you you really can't
2: I, I've spent a good amount of time there in particularly the summer you commercial street is the main strip right, right. It, people are walking in the middle of the street right. like the whole way so you you could you, you really can't drive there anyway It's it's right. a small strip of land because most of it's federally protected
3: um, uh, uh Conservation land, anyway. So, so the fact of the matter is, is that if you want to go down and you know have, to have too many drinks, right, or, or just mm-hmm. as many, right, yeah. just as many as you need, um, and then you're going to be walking around or Ubering or things like that, yeah. then you're really not infringing on anybody else's right. You're not you're not a jeopardy to anybody else, right? Which I think is the is the big drawback here, right? Yeah. I mean, the big drawback is you don't want to see. An increase in drunk driving because that really a, it violates the contract with human with, with each other with each other right yeah I mean really it's, it's a real violation of the of, contract with America right the contract <laughs> with the, the the social I know, contract, social right? contract yeah the social contract the fact that you know there's just that thin yellow piece of paint on the road right yeah right. <laughs> that, that keeps me from crashing into you
2: 508-996-0500. good evening thanks for holding
1: good evening Marcus how are you doing Marcus hey Tom what's up how's everything Well, I just wanted to follow up with my conversation with Chris last week regarding the transplant stuff. Is there anything that in particular uh, I should be doing? I was thinking that if I got my medical records from Tufts and transferred them down here, would they be able to draw from that, whether I'd be a match or not? That so, would be like one thing I could possibly do. Uh,
3: you know? Tom, I really appreciate it. And I'm going to find out because I, I talk, we talked Friday night. I went to dialysis. There was nobody up there on the Saturday that, that, that could really answer my questions, um, which I didn't think there would be anyway, but, but – I'll be there tomorrow morning. Um, I'll be at dialysis all day, and then I have um, I have a, another appointment on Thursday. Obviously, I have it, it Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. So I, I'll be able to get I'll be able to get an answer for you this this week, and an answer for us. Because I mean, I really you, you're you're a gentleman, man. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, uh, I figured you know if it was a match, you know it, it isn't something that. If I pass, I'm going to miss. <laughs> <Unfortunately, laughs> right. we we'll Who miss unfortunately, you. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, because I have a heart issue, you know, that they wouldn't do it. Right. And uh, because it puts the donor in danger, too, which right. bothered me a lot at the time. But I, now I understand a little more fully. But, yeah, so that, that was one thing. The second question is, did you guys hear today that grand jury spoke to Vice President Pence's a uh, uh, staff person, senior staff person. No, I didn't did he, hear that. That was on PBS. I went, whoa, that means Merrick Garland is letting sleep out that there is a grand jury going on, and Mike Pence, uh, uh, what do they call that, chief of staff. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah, yeah, uh, Short is
1: his that, name. Right, The yeah, chief Short. of staff was uh, was uh, uh, interviewed at the grand jury. I think that's Did they important. say he was
3: subpoenaed, or did he, did he voluntarily show up? Didn't say. Didn't say. Didn't
1: say. Yeah, the other one that was big was a judge in Georgia threw out uh, the the prosecutor's uh, piece when they were going after Trump and the election down there and some of the antics. That, now, what's specific about that particular case that was brought forth? I don't know. But the judge threw it out already. And that was a shocker <laughs> to me. Well, so
3: my my on this thing, Tom. I have some reservations about a district attorney investigating the president of the United States, really, quite frankly, um, because and I see where that can begin to become a problem. Right. Think about this. You have a a Republican D.A. on the Cape and Islands right now. okay, and um, probably are going to have another one uh, after this election cycle. Would we want them going at, you know, alleging and going after things for Obama as an example? Right. I mean, I think that. You, you've got to be careful with the DAs having having a, a county district attorney investigating this the is, sitting this president. This is of in um, this is in Manhattan,
2: all right. It's not just
3: in. Uh, well, there's Georgia. Oh, Georgia, Georgia. right? The Georgia yeah. one. You have, yeah, you have the other Manhattan the DA, DA doing them. it, right? Yeah, Manhattan DA. But you yeah. have the Manhattan DA, but then you have the Georgia district attorney as well. So, I mean, it, it, could, it could begin to become a situation where, because right now it's. it's they're doing it against trump and so forth there are a lot of people that don't like trump and and he he can be unlikable uh there's certainly that's true and so there are people i think that are rooting it on that really when i look at this and i say well a county district attorney going after a sitting a a former president of the united states for things they did while they were president of the united states uh it's it's a it's a little bit of a problem for me you know there's there's county district attorneys all over the
1: place I understand what you're saying, yeah. but the, the, if the evidence was there that he violated uh, the law, that's a whole different ballgame. You can't let you have to hold people accountable. Won't you say?
3: no, I no. So, Tom, that's and why if I'm, they have the jurisdiction. They that, have the jurisdiction. Right, that's why I'm right. saying that that it, it, it gives me the. I'm a little queasy about it, right? Because it just seems to me that if a county district attorney can open an investigation into the sitting president of the United States and begin to subpoena them that's hey, a
2: lot man
3: well let me tell you something a
2: county district attorney from louisiana named jim garrison <laughs> you right? know i think really made waves in the um in the jf uh, in the um in the investigation into the jfk assassination so i, I you know I, i'm oi think i'm a, i think i'm more or less okay with it i, I just you know, if it's there, it's there, right? So if um, what's his name? But, but O'Keefe and in tried to open up an investigation in Obama. What's he gonna find? I don't know.
3: I, no, I don't know. But but the point of the matter is, is, you know, the investigative process is, is in of itself, it's very intrusive. Yeah, it's very intrusive. So if you say, well, we're gonna start subpoenaing people because. I'm the grant. you know, you came to Massachusetts, you had a fundraiser, let's say, on Nantucket, right? And I think there was criminal activity there, and it was in my jurisdiction, was, right? right? And it was in my jurisdiction, <laughs> so now I'm going to start, now I'm going to guess. subpoena the President of the United States, right? I mean, it's really, I, I get that they're doing it to Trump, and so for, for that reason, a lot of people are in favor of it. But in, I supported Donald Trump. That's not the reason why, why I'm apprehensive about this. It's just that I wouldn't like it if they were doing it to Obama or Clinton or any of those things. I think, I don't know, it seems like a, maybe start a stretch, as you point out, the jurisdiction. But if the, the, the process of an investigation is in and of itself is very intrusive. Yeah. And so right. I wonder if it's not if, if it's, um, a bridge too far. Saying, you Chris, know what I'm
1: saying, Chris. right? Yeah, Chris, I, I understand what you're saying. It's just that the the accountability of uh, what they did or tried to do in Georgia was so flagrant. And t- and it isn't just he, it isn't a partisan. He, thing. he did it ask beyond the pale. It was like, come on. He did ask you, the you,
2: Secretary he, of State to find votes. He did. do yeah, that did.
1: <laughs> Only eleven
3: thousand more. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> he gave a specific can number. Find, yeah. Can you? If we
3: could, gave <laughs> <just give> him <laughs> a find specific the... number.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I thought those were, were important uh, things on PBS tonight. Hey Tom, you issues. you
3: wanted to bring up Man- um uh, a last Friday and we didn't we didn't have a chance. Yeah. To. Bannon. Bannon. B- Bannon.
1: Yeah, let's see. see there's so many of them. So i have to put them all in. <laughs> remember each specific case. i got to tell you, yeah, the, he,
3: I'm glad they I'm again. glad they charged Bannon. I am. I yeah, think the days yeah. of ignoring Congress should be over.
1: Yeah, that, that's a very, very important aspect of the whole thing. I think he'll get a fine of $200,000. thousand. they will fine him to the, the highest extent. But I don't think he's going to do a, a lot of jail time. I don't think he'll do more than even six months. I think that will be it. Yeah.
3: But you know what? Only six months is six months in jail. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't want to go to jail for six. You know, Federal reason, prison. Right. The reason that it's important is because hopefully it will cause other people in the future to pay more attention. When Congress yeah. tells you to show up, if you want to show up and plead the fifth, if you want to show That's up right. and exert the privilege, fine. That's but right. you just can't t- say, hey, I worked for the president. Go screw. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. to, to me, there's something profound. Well, wrong. It's
1: wrong. Yeah, there's a lot wrong about Bannon. I remember listening to him in the Monk debates. You guys familiar with the Monk debates in Canada? No, I'm not. They'd bring in intellectuals from, on different subjects. And this particular time, it was Steve Bannon and another Republican, a low-level Republican. And I'm listening to Bannon, and he's up there proudly saying, well, we're out to destroy the administrative state. Yeah. And I was like, wow. You know, and this ties into the Breitbart and that guy Morris who bought Breitbart and brought it to America. and chief that. editor,
2: so, right, of Breitbart? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it, it was pretty, pretty uh, uh, severe. I mean, and at the end of these debates, the crowd that's listening votes to see who won the debate. And it was neutral, I believe. It was even. Because uh, the guy on the other side was just more of a, a run-of-the-mill Republican, if you will, the conservative Aspects of it, and and the, and the debate wasn't that strong. But his comments that night were like, "Wow!" Between that, you know, we we just said that maybe they'll find him the two hundred thousand. That's got kind of nothing to him. He stole a million bucks from the wall, right? On, you know, so the money ain't going to bother him. No, money, but money I, is like, not
2: money is nothing. He made his money off of uh, Seinfeld. Actually, he, he, he owned, made a fortune right? from Seinfeld. He yeah. owned Seinfeld. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah, <laughs> he, he owned a mind. company that invested in Seinfeld. Yeah, so he's he's made a fortune off that. Yeah.
1: Other than that, you guys have a great night. I enjoy listening to you and Thank you. Uh, keep up the good work. Thank you, appreciate it. Um,
3: I do think that um, that, that um, it's a good move. Again, I, I try to divorce myself politically from from you know how I feel about individuals politically, and how, I don't, and how I, I know you don't, <laughs> but but and how I think how I think they're, they're being treated and things like that by the yeah. system. And I, I do think that that you should not be able to ignore a congressional subpoena. Yeah, Congress right? can ignore you. But you can't ignore Congress.
2: That's the law. No, I, I agree with
3: you. And the, the fact that they were so blatantly doing it, right? Right. Now, you know, the, the, the privilege, the executive privilege at all, you know, really, really Eisenhower was the guy that pushed all that and everything. But yeah. the fact that you can say, well, I worked for the president, so therefore I don't even have to show up. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that Congress... They are our representatives, right? So the fact that you worked for the president doesn't give you the ability to ignore what the People's House tells you to come in and
2: want to ask you a question. plenty of people that worked in the White House have gone to jail and and been prosecuted. Scooter Libby, I'm thinking of. Elliot Abrams. Elliot Abrams, yep. Um, Gordon Liddy. Yep. Casper Weinberg, was he? He was pardoned. He was pardoned, right. He was pardoned. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Thanks for holding. Chris and Marcus, it's
4: Sam. Hey, Hey, Sam. How are good, how you? Good. Good. How are you doing? I'm okay. Um, I, I, Chris, I want to tell you. I, I hope you feel as good as you sound. Your voice is sounding so much better and better every week.
3: Thanks. Um, I appreciate that.
4: I, I, I really do hope that you you feel as good as that. That voice is coming through. It sounds really good. Um, Marcus, do you know anybody that uh, lives in the area that has a drone? <laughs>
2: Oh my yeah, like God! Flying over I've, us. I've been having this. Okay, so I've been having the same issue, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. I I saw the same thing you did, and yeah, there's a drone. Okay, so if you okay. live with if you live somewhere in North Fairhaven, you might have yeah. seen a drone flying over your house because How big some it not that big, okay. right? But it's still. It wasn't
4: a, big, but that it had to be a pretty expensive one because that thing stayed up in the air above. My area. Yeah. A good 15 minutes without having to come down. Yep. Same. And it was like 250, 300 feet high because Mm
2: -hmm.
4: I kind of guide it by that that, uh, big blue thing up the street. Yeah, right. Um, That's 135 feet tall. So, yeah. yeah, All right. So go ahead. What were you going to say?
2: No, I'm just saying it's a problem that needs to be addressed because if there's. What are they doing? They're flying around. It's flying around people's houses. Really? was over my house.
4: We were in my pool and uh, my granddaughter says, Crampy, what's that? And I, I look up. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a drone. But it was like one house away from me, heading like uh, west toward New Bedford, and it was, uh, and it was up high. But every yeah. time it came down, like it, it, it came down twice, and it seemed to go over my backyard and down in the area of your mom's area, mm-hmm. and it kind of, uh, and it kind of went, It went down like it was returning back to its starting point. Yeah. But it could have been down toward, well, I don't want to use name street names, but it could have been down toward that main road down yeah. off of us. Because um, yeah. I've seen, you know, there's been a, a fire off that main road a uh, couple of years back of a barn, a shed in the backyard, and it was it was deceiving because it looked like it was right next door to our, my street, you know.
2: Right. Um,
4: but, yeah, that was, uh, I'm trying to think of what time it was. It was during the day. Um, just It was probably getting dark. Was that when you saw it? You weren't on the. Yeah, it
2: right. was. It was. It was late. Yeah, it was. It was sometime. It wasn't dark yet. I don't no. think so. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, <clears> it <throat> wasn't dark yet, and it was. Was it over the weekend? So is it flying,
3: or is it hovering over your houses?
4: It's hovering. It's yeah. not just zoom, really? zooming around. I mean, it was hovering. Yeah. Um, it's disconcerting. Yeah, I would say it would be. And I know, yeah. and it was about. I'm telling you, it was like 200 feet high. And it was just kind of staying in that one spot. So, I, you know, the first thing I thought of was like a real estate drone, you know, like maybe, you know, when you put your house up, sometimes mm-hmm. they take an aerial view of the, of the houses be. when they market your house. And uh, that was the first thing I went to, you know, thinking that. Um, but then I took a ride through the neighborhood, didn't see one person out. Um, nobody, it was like, I mean, and I went there within five minutes yeah. of the time that it came down, you know. But it was pretty, I, I was waiting to ask you about it. I was going to try to communicate with you about it and just see if you had heard anything oh. or if you
2: yeah, no, I saw it.
4: has one in that
2: area. Yeah, no, I saw it. Again, it was, it was disconcerting for sure, and it's not something I don't like that. that I hope... I don't like it at all, like it. and I don't no. even... It's like, the worst part is... It was is, way too long. Way it was long there for, for the way too long, and I don't even know who was flying it. It's like, and long, you can't tell who was flying minutes? it. Yeah, it was up there for a while. It was
4: up... I, I It had to be up in the air, nonstop for a good 10 or 15 minutes, and... I was amazed because I had a little cheap one that, you know, you, you charge it up and it goes up in the air. And, then you know, within five minutes, it's it's right. returning back to its home base. And, I mean, I've seen Eversource, they come down to the end of my street, um, you know, and they'll park there and they'll launch their thing. But they stay right over the area that they're looking at, you know. Right. And I know you're you're familiar with what I'm talking about. but mm-hmm. right? um, They've converted over to using that as opposed to a helicopter sometimes. And they, you know, they stay right where they're looking. And that's pretty much it. This one was just... Covering and just watching, and I was like, you know, that, this is not cool. Yeah. I don't care if you cool. fly by. You know, it, it was just I don't know. I'm gonna to try to dig into it a little more next time I see it. I'm gonna go investigate and drive around a little more. I was I was in the pool, so I couldn't just jump out.
2: Yeah, <laughs> same here. We're, we're, if, if hopefully we don't see it again, but if we do, that's really it's yeah.
3: strange. If we do, yeah.
4: Because oh, 15 gonna say, I'm minutes... Gonna, I'm going to stop looking at the real estate stuff, too, and see if anything
3: comes up. Yeah, 15 no minutes yeah. over there. Resi- you guys are in a purely residential area, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 50... Yeah, but, absolutely. What, I yeah. can understand, that, as you pointed out, a real estate thing, but whatever they're trying to do, snapshots, pictures, things like that, yeah. I don't think it takes 15 minutes. that high. No.
4: Unless they're trying to show, like, an aerial map of, you know, relationship to the highways and things Maybe. like that. But, but I don't think so. It was a long time.
2: It, it is was, a long time. So, yeah.
4: Yeah. So, uh, quick, I don't know if, if we have time. I think you, do you sure. guys have a break. No, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Um, what do you mean? You're the co-host. You
3: tell you us. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? You're the co-host. You tell us. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't pay no, attention. No, go ahead, go ahead. Go I ahead. I have producers for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: the the trip from um, our president coming into Somerset. Yes. West mm-hmm. Swansea, I guess. Was it Somerset? Somerset.
2: Somerset.
4: Somerset. Somerset. Um, I, I think about things like, you know, it's one thing to <clears throat> fuel up Air Force One, and fly that there, but the SUVs and all that stuff—do they get them there by that same plane? Yeah, so I was to...
2: wondering that actually. I, I was thinking plane? about that. Is there? Do they use like the Secret Service office in Boston or
3: something? I wonder. I... I don't know if they have a C five that, that, that flies behind with all the support vehicles or comes well, ahead of cause time.
2: Because w- what Arkin Claus told us was yeah. that they
3: took the smaller, right. Air Force yeah. One too, right. Right? right? So, so I don't know, yeah. th- Like like a C five, for instance, it's an enormous plane. That's where they bring vehicles over and people over, to, you know, overseas. Okay. It's a, the C five, the. Um, I don't know if they have say, say, like a C5 where they load those, those those vehicles into it, or if they're or if they have them in the cities already. I don't know, but yeah, but, well, I'm the one that he goes in. I mean, they all look
4: the same from you know I, from what I can yeah see, they're supposed to right. One of them is definitely the bulletproof one, and maybe the others have bulletproof glass or whatever, but I don't know. But if they're all that beast, like they nickname it. Um, I can't imagine the cost of getting them here and, and driving them things, you know. It just right. seems like a big total waste of money and time. The people that were, they, I watched like the 6 o'clock news, and they were still at the airport showing uh, people cleaning up the staging and all that stuff. That was yeah. one of them super hard days, too.
3: Right. But, you know,
0: how,
3: how many
4: people were put out and had to work and the energy and stuff wasted on a ten-minute speech that he could have yeah. done from the office. You know,
3: it's funny you say that because I heard some somewhere else. Someone said that he could have done what he did from from D.C. Right? Yeah, uh, sure. And I, I, I guess my my feeling on that is, I would have thought for all that effort, there would have been a bigger production. As I said, well, well, that's the yeah. thing is that I
2: I get like wanting to show people. Yep you know, hey, this is what we can do here if we, you know, work together or whatever, right? right? I I get all of that, but you're right. I I thought it would have been a longer speech with the way everything was set up like that. It was all of that effort for a 10-minute speech.
3: And and then I'll I'll tell you something. that The other thing that really surprised me, and this is to his credit, I guess, is that they didn't go to a fundraiser. I mean, traditionally, when the president president gets out into the countryside, they they usually – Organize organize a fundraiser right as like well, like in Nantucket or, or Martha's Vineyard. Right. Yeah, I mean specifically, he's, yeah. yeah, he's right there. <laughs> he's right here, and they right. didn't. So I think, yeah, look, that's to the good, really, but, but um, it also yeah. points to the fact that there was a hastily um put together trip.
4: It just seems like too much wasted fuel for one thing, <laughs> uh, and money. You know, the cost of doing something like that, and the whole reason was to try to that we need this clean energy. <laughs> stop stuff? being wasteful. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <place laughs> that was put for
2: that I agree. I agree. Sam, thanks for the call. I actually thanks, have to Sam. take this Thank break. You. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. I. So I've, I've talked about this is, is, is like, okay, well, your individual carbon footprint doesn't matter because like 70% of carbon emissions come from Fortune 500 companies, but it doesn't matter because the optics are bad, right? It's yeah. all about the optics and the optics of all of that were, you know, for all that, you know, him to come here and say, hey, listen, man, I got cancer and we got to we, we got to do something.
3: <laughs> the cancer thing is still very strange.
2: Um, so so my here's my thing on it. I think that the possi- the, the, the leaks likely explanation is him remembering his skin cancer. Right. I think he either gave away the game or he just mistold a a story that he's told a thousand times over. 508-996-0500 is so how you can get in the program. We're going to take a break now. We'll be right back back to South Coast tonight. Um, So, Chris. Marcus. Talked about your column. Want to talk a little bit about mine? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Mike Cassidy. Yeah. All right. So, if you listened on Friday, uh, and if you didn't listen, you can listen on the WBSM app or anywhere where podcasts are offered. We had Ward 3 City Council Hugh Dunn in to talk about the Uh, the home rule petition to get Sergeant Mike Cassidy and other city workers, frontline city workers who have died of COVID-19 line of duty death benefits. Line of duty death benefits are a hundred percent of someone's pension. So right now the family of Mike Cassidy in particular uh his wife and his young daughter were only getting 70% of his pension because he wasn't awarded the, the line of duty death benefits because there was no presumption legal presumption that covid-19 was a line of duty death. Right. The council had come up with something last year to try to get get him that line of duty and other city workers that line of duty death benefit. The mayor rejected it. He had some concerns. He wrote a letter. Um it was a back and forth between basically councilor Dunn and the mayor for I would say about a year, half a year, maybe, yeah. right? Yeah. until they finally got this uh, this version done. Uh, you know, Council Dunn had crafted a version of the bill uh, that would get the sign up, but that would get the sign off from both the mayor and the city council. You needed the signature from the mayor because of the home rule petition. Right. now, if you're not familiar with how home rule petitions work, basically it's the legislative body and the executive branch of a town or city has to sign off on it. They both need to sign off on it. It goes to the state legislature, passes both chambers,
3: and then goes to the governor's desk for a signature. Right, so and you, you can't have any divisions at home. It you has can't to be; it has to be a, a pure process from home. Yeah, you can't have it. So, like,
2: there couldn't be an, uh, the city council is always unanimous, right. but there can't be a veto override. Right. So, it's going. It's on Beacon Hill now, uh, or it's go at least going to be very soon. We talked to Senator Mark Montigny later that evening on Friday. He told us that, um, you know, he, him and Chris Hendricks are, are really taking a leadership role to champion this through their respective chambers and that he knows that, you know, he, he's friends with Charlie Baker and he knows that Charlie's going to sign this. And Hugh, Hugh said, Hugh Dunn said that... Uh, Baker actually made a promise to the Cassidy family himself that right. he would do his best to expedite it. Right. So that's I, on believe di- I believe yeah, him. Yeah, I believe him too. That's on wbsm.com you can check it out the story on Mike Cassidy. Mike Cassidy of course was a very well decorated member of the New Bedford Police Department. He's literally saved men- multiple lives. Oh yeah. And um was an exemplary uh public servant and police officer. And so this one I think his death in particular hit home for a lot of people. And so i think you know seeing his, the example he set but not seeing you know his service um recompensed with like real value right i think it really galvanized the council and counselor done to to get
3: this to get this um to get this through the to the end zone so and i, I you know I, I think we ought to keep in mind too uh you know because there, there are a lot of people that deserve credit here and um I think the the police and fire unions, all the unions across the board, particularly police and fire, they really put their shoulders to this to this yeah. uh, to this. Uh, Hank Turgeon, thank you, um, Kevin Cormier. Mm-hmm. The, you know these guys, they really pushed this. They really took attendance on this one and kept it at the forefront. Because as you point out, Marcus, this was a long battle. It was a long and, and back and f- forth. And in fact, in fact, uh, Hugh had
2: re- had revealed to us on Friday that it got to the point where he's chair of the ordinance committee, which is basically everything on right. the city council because what right. does the city council do write ordinances right he had to tell um he had to tell the people who he was negotiating with in the in in the city office hey nothing's going through nothing's going through my committee because you're if you're a chair you can hold everything up right is going through my committee until this gets done and that's how it basically got to where it was and then you know it got to the floor and then you know, MORAD kicked it basically, and then it got, it finally got out of committee and got back to the
3: floor and, and it was ready to pass. It's, it's, um, it was, it was refreshing, really. Mm-hmm. Number one, to see, to see, um, the city council hold the focus, right? Yeah. Hold focus on this, on this issue. Cause look, I think that. Well, look, I'm glad they held focus on this. And so they didn't. They didn't just let it go, right? right? And now, now you obviously have the widow in and her family in the background. You yeah. know, so that, that keeps keeps you focused. But, but the fact that I it was refreshing to see a city council say, "I know that I have the ability to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. If you don't do what we all know you ought to do," and so I applaud Council Dunn for doing that and for and being able to hold a coalition together in the city council. When you work as an attorney and when you work
2: in like a public service job you're mostly dealing with bs all the time <laughs> right. and it's miserable but you get that one out of every 50 or so instances right. that really gets you going where you're like oh this is why i am here this is what i'm doing it for and i think that i think this was definitely that issue 5089960500 good evening
0: hi is it open form it's yeah, open form yeah. Nothing is more appalling. I think a Biden ought to be just uh, taken out immediately. And so... Taken out? Well, I I don't mean it that way. I mean... um, Retired? Yeah.
2: Removed from office. Removed from
0: office. Yes, correct. Correct. That's correct. Um, I apologize for that. Um, Yeah, just to be taken out of office that way. Um, What is it? The 25th Amendment or whatever they Mm -hmm. call it. Whatever, you know. And... um, and so Kamala Harris, too. They're just inept. This so you is, want uh, Nancy
3: Pelosi to be the president? <laughs> yeah, right. Because that's let who let would be No, no, wait a minute. Wait okay, a minute. No, wait go a ahead. minute. You're interrupting now. Wait a
0: minute. All right, go ahead. Nothing is more appalling than China buying billions of dollars of uh, land out in the Midwest and South and North Dakota right. right around military bases. What's up with that?
3: They, they, they are they are very strategic users of capitalism, the Chinese. You know, Lenin said that the capitalists will sell us the rope we use to hang them, right? And the Chinese are yep. exhibiting that. They are proving that, the that really, the almighty buck comes before national security. It's outrageous. I agree with you.
0: No, and it's happening in Texas. Right. The same thing. China's buying all kinds of military, I mean, all kinds of land around military bases. And what is it, uh, Wahoo or something like that, some of those... Uh, um, Huawei, Huawei. Huawei, that's right, out in South and North Dakota. They're out there buying billion, one point something billion dollars worth. And last year they bought uh, $19 million worth or 190 million acres of land, farmland. They're buying up all kinds of farmland. Now, this is where Biden, this is where he's in, inept. These people don't care about the country. I happen to care about the country. Biden doesn't. He's on his way out. He's a lame duck. And so does Kamala Harris. You know, this is totally pathetic and illegal, and this should not be happening in this country. What are your
3: thoughts? Well, I think I think for too long, people in America, in our leadership, thought of China as a strategic partner, and and they clearly are not. Well, they Nixon's clearly. the one that uh, initially opened, and opened, those, opened the, those negotiations.
2: And we talked about this. I remember a few years ago, you and me here, we talked about how China was strategically buying land in South America, right? right? In Argentina and I think Chile. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're talking about Xi's Belt and Road. Australia. Yep. And we were talking about Xi's uh, well, Belt, Ro- yep, right. we uh, Belt and Road uh, yeah. initiative where he was trying to build infrastructure projects around
3: the, the entire globe. Absolutely. He's, he's, he's in Romania. They are. It's, oh. am, it's amazing. The, 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 the reach of the Chinese. They're very strategic. They are very. Biden has Biden has been paid off by China. And so
0: is his stupid son. And that family is uh, uh, just. Inept. Do, do you
2: think the? do you think the do you think first of all, there's a couple of things, I, I guess a couple of questions. Do you think China do you think China is something to be. Worried about as a
3: global
0: Absolutely. power? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Why is that? Absolutely. Well, the, the, Absolutely.
3: Well, they've, indi- they've indicated their aggression. They've indicated that, they, that they're mm-hmm. looking to, to that they have no regard for the Monroe Doctrine whatsoever. They're they moving don't into care our hemisphere. About any of that stuff? They, they don't might, care oh.
0: about us. They don't care about anything. Right.
3: They're moving into they're moving into the Western <laughs> Hemisphere at an incredible pace, creating strategic partnerships with all kinds of countries. Well, what's their What's their ultimate goal? <laughs> I think their ultimate goal is, is total world domination.
0: Yeah, and they're going to take over the United Their ultimate goal is to States.
3: take at the position we have in the world.
0: Right. You know, who, who I would never fight under this president. He isn't, you know, excuse me, but he's an idiot. And he always has been. He was a, he was for busing in 1994 and, and goes on and on with him. He, they, they don't tell me the election wasn't stolen. Of course it was. You know what? I already got my ballot in. But he's there. an idiot.
2: How could he have stolen the election if he's a moron? Because people did it for him. Why are we sending
0: our votes over to Spain to be counted? I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't. Well, that's what I'm saying, guys. This is what I'm saying. I mean, I'm glad you guys were on on during the night. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate but, that. You know what? Why send our you that? electronically send them over to Spain to be counted. You, well, what's the answer to that? Because
3: well, I, I really don't know that, but I'll just tell you that I vote here in, in Fairhaven, right? And I vote yes. in a paper ballot and it's counted here in Fairhaven. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I paper heard, ballots heard the are the only way to go.
0: I heard the Secretary of State's got 250000 locked up in his safe
3: ballots. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I mean, I really don't. I, I know, I, but I'm just telling you that I vote here in Fairhaven, and I know they count the ballots here in Fairhaven. Yeah. And it's a paper ballot.
2: And also like, did how did they steal the election in Georgia? It was complete Republican control. Right. Sure.
3: I, I I don't know. I, I, I have here's the problem, sir. I can only tell you what I absolutely know, right? And what I know is I vote in Fairhaven. I used to vote in Freetown. I do too. Right. So so I know it's a paper ballot. It's not a, it's not an automatic machine. It's a paper ballot. <laughs> I it... check it off. I vote. I hand it to a woman who lives in town and they right. count it. You know what I mean? So I'm not really I don't know what to do in other states, and I have no control
2: over it. I got a question before I, before I let you go because we got other calls on the line. Is it is it the case that Biden cheated, that the Democrats cheated, and the Republicans didn't cheat? And is it the case that the only Democrats cheat and the Republicans never cheat? Follow I think the
0: people, money. I think, follow the money, and China's behind it. Let me tell you, it's a big freaking payoff, and China's behind it to wipe us to take over everything over here. So, I, I, sir,
3: I would, sir, Thanks for, call, so thanks for the call. sir. I appreciate I call it. it. So, so again, I can only I can only concentrate on what I I know, right? Which is, I vote by paper ballot here in Fairhaven, and it's 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 a good system. I I trust the voting in Fairhaven, which is where I vote, and I can and and, trust a new bet that plays like that. You know what I mean? And what I know is that we have
2: on the line uh, former police union president Hank Turgeon. Hey, Hank, how you doing? Yeah, very good, guys.
5: How are you?
3: Good, good. good. How you doing, Hank?
5: Good. I uh, it's kind of weird because. I dialed the phone as you guys were talking about the Cassidy issue, and because of the lag in time from the app and then the actual show, I was on hold during a whole conversation about China and <laughs> this president. Oh, right. Kind of lost
3: momentum here for my phone call. Well, um, so, so give us tell, tell, tell us about the you know what's going on with, with with Mike Cassidy petition and all of that piece. Well, I, I
5: want to say that your show Friday night was. Fantastic. I yeah, for, for one, I felt like I should have sent the medics. I should have sent the medics there because I thought Marcus was going to have an absolute heart attack. He <laughs> an awful, 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 awful. And it was all at Hugh Dunn's expense. So <laughs> yeah, i sorry, Hugh, if you're listening, but, man, you are you definitely worth a pun. Yeah. He, he had that show going, and you guys killed it. Thank um, you. I, I can't thank Hugh enough. I can't thank Mark Montigny, who then... Filled right in with the comedy skit. Your show Friday night was exactly what I want. What I want to hear. And thank you. um, Your last caller was talking about he wouldn't want to fight for this president. And my kid leaves Wednesday; is getting deployed out to uh, Qatar and then Saudi Arabia. So our soldiers are still fighting for our country. Right. right. Shows all over the place, but we can't give up just because we don't like one particular. Your sons with uh, the
3: Massachusetts National Guard, correct?
5: Yeah, yep, he's a uh, sergeant in, in the military police for out uh, of Taunton. and 772, my top. old unit. Yeah, yes. yeah, Chris, you were you 772. Right. Um, but, man, your show killed it, and, and I can't thank Wait a second, when are they leaving? Enough. When are they leaving? He's leaving Wednesday to go down to Texas to get all his stuff ready, and then he heads out from there. So it's usually about a month training right. down in Texas, and then they, they get sent over, but... Again, I don't know if you just heard what I said, and it's probably news breaking. You can have it on all day tomorrow. I'm going to thank Mayor Mitchell for, for getting mm-hmm. this done. Hugh Dunn and the city councilors, they had an original proposal for a home rule petition. The mayor didn't shoot it down. He just said, this is kind of what I want for it. Hugh Dunn and worked with the mayor's staff, both the old and the new staff, and they were able to get it done. And now we're going to rely on Mark Montigny and Chris Hendricks to take that and run up to there respective houses and get it passed. And we've already met with Governor Baker and we're gonna get it done. But not just this humble petition, we're looking to get legislation done statewide to make sure that every emergency personnel, public safety officer that died of COVID are covered.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well I think this is precedent setting, right? I think this you know, Huge. this this really Huge. is I think this is really going to set an example for a lot of other uh, municipalities is how they should treat their, their public servants who well, we gave have, everything. We
5: have six, six in Bristol County alone, six six law enforcement officers that died from COVID. Right. Um I know Sheriff Hodgson's been on board with us. He went down to Washington D C because we were going down for Mike Cassidy. We're riding this year with Mike Cassidy on our on our uh, whole ride. That was our purpose this year. And the sheriff met us down there and he has been helping to get some people together to help push the legislation for statewide um, language so that we can get it passed. So we got so many people involved in this and you guys uh, are our voice, getting it out to the public. And I can't thank you guys enough.
3: Thanks, Hank. I, re- I appreciate it. And the, um, the fact of the matter is, is that my, my feeling in this from the beginning was that if we don't honor and make sure that the families are taken care of, you're going to destroy the police forces. You're going to destroy the fire department. You're going to destroy the EMS in the long run. If you guys don't feel like someone's going to take care of your family if you die in the line of duty, there's no reason for you to go to work. I mean, it's it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's not it's, it's true. It's it's not a fiscal conservative move to abandon the injured and the dead, no. it's just not, yeah. right. it's un-American. And, and, and we're not talking millions,
5: none no. of us, I'm not a brain surgeon, I'm a folk high school graduate. I took this profession cause my father was in it. I'm not in it to make millions. You can look up the standard times. I don't make the top 10 of, <laughs> of the public employee pay. Right. Um, but I do it for a sense of pride. I do it because it supports my family. We have a very modest living. And to know that if I died tomorrow, my wife and my kids wouldn't be taken care of is heart-wrenching. Right. But I had a lot of conversations with Mayor Mitchell. He could see it. He just wanted to make sure there was no abuse. Right. And, and Hugh Dunn recognized that. The city council recognized it. Um, and we worked through it. I would like to have seen it going forward because we know COVID's not going away. Um, but we've had guys that have gotten hepatitis in the past and then they've been covered. It, it's a fight. It shouldn't be a fight. But it's, it's always going to be a fight to get Benefit. um it's tough and i know part of it's because of abuse right right hey, working uh, together and, and with guys like you uh voice and being our voice for the public we, we can get a lot of things <laughs> done and boy I, I hope the comedy skits continue on <laughs> oh they <laughs> will hank
2: yeah no that that oh, was fun right. we're definitely gonna do more of that hey thank hank thanks for the call we gotta take this break i appreciate oh, yeah. it 508-996-0500 is how you can get on and we're gonna take a quick break we will be right back this is the south coast tonight Listen to us live. Nine six oh five hundred. Thanks for holding.
0: Yep, I was just on. Can I say a few other things, please? Sure, why not? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't understand why Biden is selling five million gallons or five billion or whatever the freaking number is of oil to China. I'll
3: tell yeah. you what. I heard Ro Ro-Ca- Ro-Ca- was on the week this weekend. Democrat yeah. congressman from California on this weekend and he he, he was opposed to it too. Dude, I mean honestly guy it's a big I, deal. if you
0: kept the Keystone li- pipeline going you would have had 900,000 barrels of oil coming out of Canada. I mean, this is the stuff that I'm talking about. why would you leave 85 the key, billion pipeline was all exported why would you oil, leave though? 85 billion dollars worth of military hardware in Afghanistan what they gonna, you, know, you know why you, you know why what you were left they, that there Biden did? But because uh, China two weeks ago landed right in, what, what uh, right in, the, airport, if, in the airport.
2: What were they going to do with that? What were they going to do with that? That 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 military hardware in Afghanistan that was that was there for no other purpose than to enrich defense contractors. Sure. They were they had no intention of ever bringing that back. And if, and if China got it. I'll
3: tell you what's very interesting about abandoned American equipment. You know, in the eight, 1980s, when the, when the communists were on the march in Central America, many of the weapons that the that the, uh, that the Sandinistas were using, they figured out were actually coming from Vietnam. They were American machine guns and American mm-hmm. M-16s that had been left behind when the fall of Saigon, and the Vietnamese communists were giving them to, the, to, uh, to uh, Nicaragua yeah. and El Salvador. So I, I, I wonder where this stuff in Afghanistan is ultimately going to end up. Right.
2: Well
0: this is what I mean about all of this. And that's one of the best but, airports that we left behind but, but like Trump that. Trump wouldn't have
2: picked that stuff up either. They they were just gonna leave it there. That that that, that defense equipment was <laughs> never and
0: yet, you, Ukraine couldn't use that? Ukraine couldn't use any of that stuff? Oh no. And then thirteen people got killed the week before we pulled out of there two of our men, men and women. You know, I had I had a dear friend uh, fought over there for eight years in Afghanistan and Iraq after he got straight A's in Deerfield Academy. Then he went in the Army. He's got full-fledged military awards, you wouldn't believe. Silver right. Star, Broad Star, two profiles. He's out of there. He's doing fine now. But I'm just saying, these people up there in Washington, term limitations too. Two terms in the Senate and two in the Congress. That's it. You're out. No more public service for anybody, anywhere, about anything. You're a done guy. And All maybe right. you can get the people who have student loans, <laughs> instead of paying the student loans, they could get a job. Bill John Kerry doesn't need that freaking job.
2: All right, man. Hey, listen. Hey, thanks, thanks for the, call. For the we'll call. I appreciate it. we got to take a break, actually. Yeah, we'll talk you tomorrow night, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Give, give us a call. Uh, well, i got to take a break now. We'll be right, right back. <laughs> Fourteen twenty WBS. Well, welcome back to the uh, to South Coast tonight. Hey, um, our friend and colleague Jess Machado, who has my old slot, and good things happen to the people in the one to four Saturday slot, right? She found an incredible story about the Atlantic Sports Bar in Tiverton posting that um, awful anti-Semitic meme of Anne Frank, and she discovered that story. And it's uh, since blown up, um, due to mostly due to the owner's reaction. And now she is in national publications like The Daily Beast right. uh, about that. So you can check that out. The Daily Beast is about the Rhode Island restaurant um, at, at Atlantic Sports Bar, where she, they shared
3: the um, image
2: of Anne Frank. So and if you cool. don't
3: know what, what we're talking about, go to WBSM.com. You can go to WBSM.com and check out the story by Tim Weisberg.
2: Yeah, no, it's great. Definitely hit uh Jess Machado definitely hitting the ground running uh, since taking the one to four slot. And um that's I it's a great slot. I was proud of that slot and I'm happy she's there to, to cultivate it and clearly take it to new heights. To new heights, man. Yeah. The Daily Beast, that's a big deal. That's a big that's a big national publication. So uh congrats to her for that. That's that's great. I mean unfortunate circumstances, right? We you know, we really we wish that um we wish that, you know, rest- a
3: bonehead
2: move. Lo- local businesses wouldn't um share and then defend uh, you know, anti Semitic images like that. But um it's good that we have good um people in the media
3: that will point it out right that's the point they call it out and correct it mm-hmm. yeah so it should be a learning you know a learning tool for everybody though the sad part was i think some of the people over there didn't even really understand what they were that why it was offensive or any it of that just she, <laughs> no i mean some of the, was she a gr- didn't even get
2: executed she right. died of disease in 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 nazi captivity right but uh the whole thing is stupid <laughs> It's, it's
3: not even accurate. It, it was it just a really nasty thing to, to have done. And, yeah, uh, but, but fortunately, WBSM is correcting it for them. Yes, yes. <laughs> if, they I, won't feel, hate- if they won't, they won't. If they won't see the light, they'll I, feel the heat. Right? I thought about trying to make a joke. <laughs> But, I, I think you want to stay away from jokes, but I'm going to stay away from the jokes. I don't want this to be our last show. We, we'll be back. We're, doing,
2: we're, we're, we're I think we're doing great. <laughs> don't mess so, it up. Don't, don't mess, mess up. it up. Hey guys, we're looking forward to hearing from you tomorrow. Give us a call, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Have a great day. Stick around for Phil Palagos in the morning.